our God, our God, our God. That's what I'm talking about, our God. Hallelujah. What's his name? Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on now. I'm sorry. I, no, I'm not sorry. I just can't get that out. You know, our God, that hit me this morning. Our healer, our protector, our deliverer. Our God, mighty and strong in battle. Hallelujah. Woo. Uh. Oh, if somebody know what I'm talking about. Somebody know what I'm talking about this morning. Somebody know. Because, see, it wasn't you who stopped it. It was our God who stopped the onslaught from coming on to you. It was our God who stopped that bullet. It was our God who stopped that car from hitting you. Hallelujah. Woo. Oh, yeah, I'm excited today. Hallelujah. Good morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. I greet you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who is the head of my life. Giving honor to him. Giving honor to Pastor Benson, who is our pastor of the of New Direction Bible Fellowship. And uh, I thank Pastor for allowing me to come up here. Because it is an honor and a privilege to stand in a pulpit here, holy, holy ground here to bring the word of God. So I give honor and I thank that. I count it now. I count it as a privilege. It's an honor. I am deeply, deeply grateful and giving honor to all the leaders, the dignitaries, but at least not, last but not least, my wife. Thank God for her. She is an amazing woman of God. Hallelujah. To put up with me. Hallelujah. Because I am her craziness. Hallelujah. Minister Haman read the, read the scripture. And I'm going to read it again. And Mark and Luke 5, chapter, chapter uh, verse 12 to 13. And it happened when he was in a certain city that behold, a man who was full of leprosy saw Jesus. And he fell on his face and implored him saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then he put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately, 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 the leprosy left him. Father, we thank you, we bless you. Lord, I ask you right now to help your manservant. Take these lips of clay, mold them and shape them, O oh God. Put the fire on the tongue, O oh God. And Lord God, you speak. Give me all that I stand in need of. You speak, oh God. I surrender to you and I turn it all over to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. My subject this morning is I'm clean. On January, on a January night in 1879, as a squad of police officers stood guard to keep them from escaping, a dozen prisoners were marched to a dock in Honolulu, Hawaii and put aboard a steamer called the SS Molokai. The ship set sail and the next morning arrived at the destination, an isolated, isolated spot on the north shore of Molokai. The prisoner was ordered into the boat and rowed themselves to the rocky, desolate shoreline. Other officials were waiting to record their names and introduce them to their new homes for which they would never be allowed to leave. Though these, though these prisoners were considered so dangerous, 
that they had to be kept far away from the rest of human civilization. They had committed no crimes and said they were patients afflicted with leprosy, also known as the Hansen's disease, a bacterial illness that caused skin sores, nerve damage, and muscle weakness that if untreated gets progressively worse over time. Today, thanks to modern science, doctors know that leprosy is not particularly contagious and that it can really be treated with antibiotics. But for much of history, leprosy was a terrifying, mis mysterious menace. Fear because of its potential to ruin faces, cause fingers and toes to die or shorten, or, or, or shorten, in other words, fall off. But throughout most of history, people only saw a horrible, disfigured disease that no one knew how to prevent or remedy. Scientists believe that the, the disease originated in Africa and may have spread to the Middle East about 3000 BCE. It mentioned in the Old Testament book of Leviticus, chapter 13, which instructs the Hebrews to isolate anyone with a suspicious sore and watch to see whether it spread. If so, a priest would pronounce the person unclean and order that his dwelling should be outside the camp. That pattern of shunning leprosy patients continued for many centuries. In medieval Europe, they were forced to wear special clothes and to ring bells to warn others when they passed by. They lived in leper houses or hospitals, such as one on the outskirts of London that was founded by Queen Matilda in 1118. Though they were still allowed to enter the city to beg for arms, in 19th century America, leprosy remained such a taboo that many cities passed ugly laws, such as Chicago 1881 Ordinance, which ordered any person who is diseased, deformed, so as to be an unslightly or disgusting object to stay out of the street and public sources. But sometimes an even more cruel solution was imposed. Though leprosy patients had been forced to live apart from unaffected people for centuries, during the late 19th century, there was a movement to isolate them even more by, ex, ex, by exiling them from, from remote locations. One reason for this was that as Europe country began to seize more territory and Asia and Africa to establish colonies, the new rulers decided that there were too many people, too many native people with leprosy to manage. As a result, countless people all over the world with leprosy have been shunned exiled, and sometimes forcibly banished from society altogether. They were sent to live in isolated communities known as leper colonies or leprosaria, which, which meant hospital. In other words, they had their own hospital. And they lived their lives suffering out of view of unaffected people who fear, who so fear them. Fortunately, though, leprosy had not completely vanished. Today, people with the disease are seldom treated in such a humane fraction. However, Leprosy hospitals still exist in part in few parts of the developing world. Leprosy is caused by a tiny rod-shaped microcobacteria leper. Scientists aren't exactly how it's transmitted, but it's, it's transmitted and it's transmitted by breathing out or sneezes and release moist droplets. In other words, it's spread by airborne droplets, cough or sneezes or touching. Oh, my God. My God. Here we have, here in Aleppo, who was an outcast, 
he was exiled, blacklisted, or excommunicated. But if you ever watched uh, 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 John Wick, it would be excommunicado. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on now. You know, my accent get it. Excommunicado, you know. He was condemned, denounced, doomed, loathed. No hope until one day. Here was Jesus, the way maker, the mountain mover, come on, the healer, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisa, Jehovah Rapha, come on now. Hallelujah. The great I am that I am, the, the, the Lamb of God, the Holy Lamb God, the Son of God, Emmanuel, coming through a certain city. And it said, the Bible said that the leopard saw him. Ooh. He, leopard was full of leprosy. In other words, he was on his last leg, Minister Haman. He was ready to cash out. But he saw Jesus. And the Bible said that he came to him and, and he, 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 he fell down at him, at his feet. Mm. You see, he was in a bad situation. And I want to talk about the first thing is don't let your situation determine your worship. Or somebody know what I'm talking about here. Oh, I'm caged in right now, but I feel like running. Here we have. Uh, he saw Jesus. He said he, he worshiped. See, he felt Minister Haman. He fell down at Jesus' feet. In other words, he was worshiping him. See, sometimes you got to get on your face at the feet of the Lord and worship him. Even in your situation. You see, you shouldn't let your situation determine your worship. See, we sing the song, uh, our God is great and, and our God is mighty. Well, then you know what? Get down and worship him. You see, uh, 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 he, he faced a seal. Uh, uh, you see, sometimes situations come to steal our worship or to try to turn down the volume of our worship. Mm. Yeah. Oh. You, you, you see, but in the book of Job, I, I'm looking at the book of Job as another guy who, who was in the situation. It's talking about in the book of Job where that Job lost everything. Kids and livestock. He didn't lose the wife, though. He lost everything else. He was in a bad situation. But it said in Job uh, chapter 1, verse 20, it said that Job arose, <laughs> tore his robe, <laughs> shaved his head, and fell to the ground and worshipped. See, Job was in a bad situation there. But he didn't let his situation determine his worship to God. Or somebody know what I'm talking about. And I'm talking to somebody out there. See, you're in a bad situation right now. And, and you're letting that determine your worship to God. See, you know what? If God is great. We got to worship in the good time. Worship in the bad time. Come on now. Oh. Minister Haman. They're going to have to rebuild the thing. I might break out here. Hallelujah. You see, you see, when you worship God, you have to humble yourself. See, the leopard humbled himself 
and frailty. You see, when you fall on your face between to, to God, it's humbling yourself. Don't fall backwards, but fall frontward. It's humbling yourself. Hallelujah. You see, hard times are not the time to turn down the volume of our worship. We are not all called to be singers like Sister Kanita. Come on now. But we are called to be worshipers. Hallelujah. And when, and, and when that is our response, it takes our focus off the situation and puts it on the greatest of all God, on his power and his majesty. It's common to complain in the middle of a crisis. Oh, come on. Y'all looking at me like I'm kind of strange. You probably say, brother, ain't nobody in there. I'm talking about you who watching on YouTube, on the tube there, on, on social media. Come on. In the middle of crisis, spreading bad news and joining the voice of criticism. It's easy enough, but to confess that Jesus is still on the throne in spite of circumstances and that above the negative diagnosis, there is no other name like his that is something that requires unshakable faith. You see, uh, our leopard here, Minister Haman, had unshakable faith. You see, unshakable faith is unwavered, firm, fixed. Come on, not possible to weaken or get rid of, not able to be shaken, but determined. See, this leopard was determined, determined to get something. You see, it, it, it's something, because yeah, see, it, 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 at that time, he had to announce that he was unclean, Minister Haman. Whenever he came into the city, he had to announce, unclean, 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 so people could move out of the way. See, nobody wanted to touch him. Nobody wanted to get close. But wait a minute, let me back up here for a minute. Because you see, I'm looking at the leprosy. I'm looking at the disease. And it's something kind of similar to what we got today. The virus, the COVID virus. You say, how so, brother? I'm glad you asked me. Like this. Leprosy, if you breathe or cough, it's communicated through the air of the of drops. Uh, the drop that, uh, it affects the respiratory system and starts to spread. The coronavirus... It's transmitted through the air, cough or sneeze or just a touch and it affects the respiratory system where you can't breathe and whatnot. Oh, so I know what I'm talking about because sometime in March, I, the ambulance was called to my house because I could not breathe. My wife was there and the weeping preacher, minister, uh, 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 lions came over and they called the ambulance and the ambulance came and they stuck the things in my nose because I couldn't breathe they put me in the ambulance Minister Heyman, and they took me to the hospital on the way to the hospital the technician said I don't think you got the virus no fever no cough you just can't breathe. I think you got pneumonia or bronchitis. When I get to the hospital, come on, I'm going to get here. I'm gonna, stay with me, I'm getting somewhere here. When I get to the hospital, as they did the tests on me, Minister Heyman, 
and they did a good job. The nurse came up. She said, Mr. Johnson, you don't have pneumonia. I said, okay, I got bronchitis. She said, you don't have bronchitis. I said, well, then I'm out of here. She said, you have the virus. I said, where? When? The first night there, I was okay breathing. Just so happened I was on the phone the next night with Pastor Benson, who was praying. First the week, the preacher prayed for me. Then Pastor Benson got on there, and the bishop, and he prayed for me. See, I give people nicknames. And he got on there, and he stopped praying. The doctor came in and, and said, Mr. Johnson, flip over. When I flipped over, I couldn't breathe. They shoved the tube down my throat. Now, I heard Pastor still on the phone. I don't know if he heard me, but he was still on the phone praying. They shoved the tube down my throat. I snatched it out. Instinct. They put a bag over me to breathe and rushed me up to the ICU. I was at ICU for almost two weeks. Couldn't breathe. Thought that was it. But I got to say this, and I don't, you can get mad all you want, but I'm talking to you super Christians. Ain't no time for scripture when you can't breathe. Ain't no time say, oh, God, swing low, sweet chariot, come to take me home. Ain't no time for that, Minister Haman. The only thing that was in my mind, I can't breathe. That's the only thing. So you super Christian, take your capes off. And ain't no scripture. Uh, God has not given me a spirit of fear. You're right. God has not given me a spirit of fear to admit that I was afraid. I thought that was it, Minister Haman. But I'm getting there. What's it? What's it? And I see you. I was isolated. No one came next to me because I would have contaminated them. Like this leper. No one came next to him because he would contaminate them. I was isolated. I was exiled. I was uh, uh, communicated. Communicado. See, that I, I knew I was going to get there sooner or later. <laughs> Hallelujah. I was condemned. But see, I didn't let my situation determine my worship, though. You see, as I laid in that bed and looking up and saying, Lord, whatever, Lord, I'm going to worship you. I'm going to praise you because you gave me life. Only you can take my life. I'm going to praise you. You see, the Bible said that everything that had breath, praise the Lord. I may not have much breath, but I was praising God with what little breath I had. Some of you are letting your situation determine your worship. You're looking at your situation more than you're looking at God. You're looking at your situation. Uh, you're letting your situation dominate you. 
But see, you sing the song, our God is great. Our God is mighty. Then what's the problem? Your situation should not be bigger than our God. Job said, the Lord give it, the Lord take it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He said, I know, I know, one day I will see my Redeemer. He fell on his face. Some of us need to fall on our face. Some of us need to fall on our face and worship God. Some of us need to say, you know, no matter what, hell may be breaking all loose around me. Everything may be crumbling. I may be losing my job. They may be trying to take me out of my house. I got sick relatives. I may be sick. But you know what? My God is greater and bigger than all of that. I'm going to worship him. I'm going, we are called to be a, I'm a, we sing the song, I'm a worshiper. I'm a worshiper. I know you saying, you can't sing, but, but it's not about what I can't sing. It's what my heart is saying. See, my heart is singing. See, make melody in your heart. Hallelujah. Come on now, stay with me here. Hallelujah. 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 See, the leopard, I like him. I like him. You know why? Because I was that leopard. I like him. Huh? Is there any lepers in the house today? Is there, uh, I like that leopard. Huh? See, see he, he knew. He said, he, he, this what he, watch what he said. He said he, said, he said, he saw Jesus. He besought him. He fell down. He said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make. See, he didn't say you might be. He said, I know you can make, but are you willing? See, Jesus is willing if you're willing to submit. Jesus is willing if you're willing to humble yourself. Jesus is willing if you're willing to worship him. Uh, come on now. Jesus is willing if you're ready to turn your life over. He's willing, but are you willing? But this leper, he knew. He said, ha, ha, ha. this is the way maker here. This is the mountain mover. Come on now. I heard stories about him. Come on now. now. If he could make a blind man see and he could raise a dead man from coming to the grave. Come on now. I'm talking, see, I once was dead myself, but he raised me up. Hallelujah. I'm talking about dead in sin. This is the guy who fed 5,000. This is the guy who chased demons. I know he could heal me. I know he can cleanse me. Hallelujah. But Minister Haman. I'm picking on you today because you're the only one I see right now looking at me. I thought about this. Leprosy. There's also spiritual leprosy. You said spiritual leprosy, brother. What's that? Sin. Sin. That's what it is. You see, uh, you, you may be saved and sanctified. Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized, speaking in tongues, uh, uh, running around, jumping up and down, flying with your cape on and everything. But see, there's spiritual leprosy. Now, I don't know what your spiritual leprosy is, but as I laid in that hospital on my back, looking up, the Lord tried to show me 
saw my spiritual leprosy. He started to show me where areas I need to be cleansed from. He showed me areas where I need to let go. He showed me areas where I needed to repent. Come on now. See, spiritual leprosy is sin. And how you get rid of that is you got to repent. But, Sister Kenita, I'll pick on you now. The spiritual leprosy is also similar to, lepros- to, to, to the coronavirus. You say, how, bro? I say, because the spiritual leprosy, come on, it affects your respiratory system. How so, brother? I'm glad you asked. Because, see, you, when you have spiritual leprosy, sin in your life, you can't breathe right. You can't walk right. You can't talk right. You don't look right. Come on now. You start to become isolated. Come on. You start to isolate your... See, sin will isolate you. You start to be isolated. Come on. You start to get a little darker. You One time you were shining, but you let that spirit of leprosy fall on you, and you got a little dull. See, you need a little sunshine in your life. And I know the sunshine maker. I know who the sunshine guy is. Jesus. Hallelujah. Your spiritual descent. Now, I don't know what your spiritual leprosy is. It may be procrastination, corona procrastination, corona backbiting, corona murdering. Come on. Corona lying, corona fornication. Ooh. Oh, I just, on, on social media, somebody said, ah, it could be a uh, corona, corona, corona lying, corona drinking, corona smoke. I don't know what it is. I know what mine is. I ain't telling you. That's between me and God. But he showed me what I needed to do. See, Paul said, come on now. See, it's sin. Paul said, Paul said, there's things I want to do I find myself not doing. But there's things I don't want to do I find myself doing. It's not me, but sin that lives within me. In other words, it's the spiritual man fighting the natural man. Come on. See, we were born and shaped into iniquity. See, you can't help but get dirty, Minister Haman. We live in this world here. We got, we could be in, but now, but you get a little dirty here. Every now and then, and you need a little cleansing. And the only way you get not from life, boy, or save God, but from Jesus. That's where you. Somebody out there know what I'm talking about. You wondering right now, how do I get out this mess? How do I get washed? How do I get cleansed? Well, I'm glad you asked, because I'm going to tell you. And 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Watch this. And to cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. Oh, and Ezekiel 36, 25, in the uh, English Standard Version, he said, I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be cleansed from your, all your uncleanness and from all your idols. But I like the New King James Version. It said, then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness. 
and from your idols. I know I'm talking, right? Because on my walk, I got a little dirty. Because why? I took my eyes off the Lord for a minute. I stopped worshiping the way I should have been worshiping. I stopped getting into my word the way I should have been getting into my word. See, I ain't got a problem with talking about me up here. I ain't got a problem with talking about that. You know, some ministers ain't going to talk about themselves, but I'm going to talk about myself because I know where God brought me from. So laying in the hospital, so I'm saying to myself, uh, how I ended up in here, it was for a reason. So God could show me me. So he could show me the areas that need to be cleansed. So he goes, I'm talking to somebody out there. See, God want to show you the areas that need to be cleansed in your life. You wonder why nothing's going right and nothing's happening because you need some cleansing and you need some cleansing and whatnot. I don't see when you get dirty out there in the mud of day, you get in the showers and take a shower and whatever soap you use, you use. But see, it's spiritual, spiritual filthiness, spiritual dirtiness, and shower ain't go work. You need that holy water. You need the living water. Come on. Jesus is that living water. He said he'll wash you. If he did it once, he'll do it again. He'll wash you from your face. Sin in first John 1 9. If we, some of you need to confess. Now you may be saying, you may be upset. If you like this sermon, come see me. If you don't like it, see God and pastor. They let me up here. All right. Moving on. Hallelujah. The second thing, do not allow your situation to change your confession. Hear what I'm saying? Do not allow your situation to change your confession. In the midst of pain and suffering, the leopard did not give in to the temptation to sin and blame God. Woo. You see, a lot of us, in that situation. God, why you do this? You did this, God. You blame God for your situation. But don't you understand sometimes the situation is good so God could show you his power, his, how he could get you out? You see, come on. It's like Adam. He blamed God for the situation. Oh, I know I'm talking, right? He said, Lord, the woman you gave me, the woman you gave me, if you didn't give me this woman, this probably wouldn't happen. We probably wouldn't be here. But the woman you gave me. You see, we got to stop looking and blaming God for our mess. We got to stop blaming God for our situation and our circumstances that we sometimes put ourselves in. See, God didn't put you there. But see, this leopard right here, come on, this leopard, he did not blame God. He did not criticize Jesus. He did not say it's your fault. He said, you can cleanse me. That's all I know. That's what I believe in. See, take unshakable faith, Minister Haman, in your situation to come and say, Lord, you can do this. And not look at your situation. See, Paul I put all things behind me. I put everything behind me. You see, and I look forward. He said, in the midst of all you are living, how is your confession? That's a question I ask you that you need to ask yourself today. Today, there are many Christians who confess more with their fingers and social media than with their lips 
as God's children. Ooh. Now, I know I'm trying to tell you people on social media, junkies going to get upset. But you got a lot of Christians all over social media talking this, talking that. Oh, I don't like him or this and that, you know, talking about, and starting to say, hey, talking about God. Talking about promoting God. But they promote themselves, they promote their business, they, they, promote, they promote their troubles and, and whatnot. But if you promote God, that people will see the power of God in your life, in your situation. Come on, oh, I feel like running, but I can't because I'm locked in here. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, as God's children, let us take care of what we confess with our lips and also with our fingers. Do we talk about God or about the crisis? We are facing a great opportunity to encourage others, to inspire faith, and to reassure those around us who do not know God. And the way to achieve this is to talk more about God's promises than about the problem. I will never leave nor forsake you. That's a promise. Come on. I go to prepare a place. That's a promise. Your name is written in the land book of life. That's a promise. Woo! You are children. Of, you are kids of the most high. That's a, come on now. You will reign with me. That's a promise. Come on now. He said, hey, within a twinkle of an eye, you shall be what? All this stuff to go. You shall be changed. That's a promise. Jesus, I'm coming back. That's a promise. We should talk about more about the promise than the problem. Because the promise is bigger than, come on now, the promise is bigger than the problem. The problem is small. To God. See, we put God in a box. Now I'm talking to somebody out there. See, you're in a bad place right now. You're in a bad place, and you're looking at your problem. I started looking to your God. Stop getting on social media and talking about your problem. Talking about how God took care of your problem. Stop getting on social media talking about there's a crisis going on. Talking about how you know the crisis fixer. There's people out there who don't know Jesus. If you keep talking about your problems, they'll never know Jesus. You see, somebody asked me at my job. They said, hey, Rev. I said, what? That's what they call me, Rev. Sometimes pastor, Rev. But God minister, that's a place to minister. I get a chance to minister on my job. And they said, how you doing? I said, you know what? I could complain, but I ain't. Because there's somebody worse off than me. My God is able to take care of my situation. If he do it for me, he'll do it for you. He's no perspective of persons. Come on now. Somebody think you got to be 6'2 and well built like I am and, and, and looking good every day. God going to answer your, your Come on. Bible said we are made in the image of God. So you know what, Minister Haman? When I get up in the morning and I look in, step to the mirror and look, I don't care my hair's all messed up. I didn't brush my teeth yet. I look in there, I say, yeah, God, you look good. I, I'm joking, but I'm serious. 
I'm serious. We're made in the image of God. Now watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. I'm almost done now. I'm almost done. Hallelujah. The leper honor Christ. Recognizing his power to cleanse his leprosy. Your confession. We confess our God is mighty. Our God is strong. He's a way maker. Then what's the problem? Why are you not allowing him to make waves for you? Why are you not allowing him to remove mountains for you? Come on now. If he did it once, you don't think he'll do it again? Hallelujah. I'm almost done now. Come on. Keep, keep, what? Within the blink of an eye, I might be gone here. I, I can't go nowhere. But he said, he said, watch this. Don't let your situation cloud your perspective. Oh, no, you ain't get that. Say, don't let your situation cloud your perspective. This leopard did not let his situation cloud his perspective of who Jesus is and what he can do for. He said, you can make me clean. You can make me clean. That was his perspective on Jesus. You could make me clean. And here I stand here and realize I laid in the hospital. Lep it up, lep it down. As God was healing my body, my perspective, man, my situation did not cloud my perspective of who he was and who he is. You see, if he took me out from the guttermost and brought me to the uttermost, come on now. If he saved me, come on, and he didn't bring me this far to leave me, then I know he was with me. My perspective didn't just, see, my situation was a nothing. But see, in your situation, huh, come on, you, 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 you got to pray. That's one thing. You got to pray. See, see, similar that the Christian should recognize Christ's power to clean and heal, but should always pray if you are willing. 1 John 5.14. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, come on, according to his will, hallelujah, he hears us. He hears us. Even the Lord Jesus prayed, not my will but yours be done, in Luke 28.42. Paul prayed three times that his thorn in the flesh might be removed. But when God will not, because sometimes it's not in God's will to take it away, but it's a purpose. If God will not to, Paul realized that God had a wise and good purpose in asking him to continue to bear it. 2 Corinthians 12, 79, Romans 8, 28. He said, but brother, I prayed in Jesus' name, but he did. He said, there's a reason. There's a purpose. That's the purpose. See, for Paul, the purpose was to remain humble, to remain with humility. And God said, my grace is sufficient enough for you now. You know, I'm not removing that. Because see, and sometimes God, there's things in our life, God ain't removed because you know why? It keep us humble. It keep us humble. It keep us close with humility. It keep us, man, you know, seeking God. It keep us worshiping God. It keep us thanking God. Say, Lord, thank you. You see, we all talk about I'm blessed when I come in. I'm blessed when I go out. I'm blessed when I'm up. 
I'm blessed when I'm down. Then what's the problem? Be blessed in your situation. Be blessed even if he don't remove that. Be blessed in it. Is there anything too hard for God? I'm talking to somebody out there today. Is there anything too hard for God? I don't care what your situation is or what your circumstances. If you worship him like this leopard, if you come to him like this leopard, if you come and you get down on your, on your face and you start to worship him, oh, my God, will he not answer? He said, you had Job said, I know very well that you can do anything and it's, and it's not possible to thwart any of your plans. Job said, you know what? The Lord give it, the Lord take away it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You see, God could do anything he wants. He can do anything he wants. It's him. You see, but that, 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 that's not going to cloud my perspective of who he is, though. See, I got to maintain it and stand on my position of who God is. I'm not going to be moved over my position of who God is. No matter what comes, even if he don't. The Hebrew boy said, he is able to save us. And even if he don't, we know he can. That was their perspective of who God was, who God is. Even if he don't, we know he's able. That's the perspective. But some of the guys don't. You said, man, I'm going to find another God. I picked the wrong place. I picked the wrong. No, you picked the right God to follow. Because your name is written in the Lamb Book of Life. We're talking about eternal life. Hallelujah. I'm almost done here. I'm, almost, I'm, I'm, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. Oh, I'm almost done here. This is good. This is going to get good now. This is the last part of it. He said, he said, he said, he said, I know very well that he can do anything. It's not possible to trump any of God's plan. See, the devil can't stop God's plan. He can't stop it. See, God said, I know the plans I have for you. I know what I, the purpose I have for you. I know the things I have for you. Can't nobody stop what I got for you, minister. Amen. See, if I got it for you, if it's yours, it's going to come to pass. See, it's not like you, you stepping into somebody else's stuff. God got his stuff for you straight off the rack. Straight off the tailor made for you. Hallelujah. You ain't stepping into somebody else's anointing. God got an anointing specially for you. Hallelujah. See, 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 the enemy is It's necessary to take a step back and trust that God is in control. Sometimes, saints, we have to take a step back. We got to step back and look and see God do his thing. Not run before God. Someone may have stepped before God, but it's not too late to step, take a step back. Forgive me, Lord, for going ahead of you. You're not the co-pilot. You're the pilot. You know, some of us need to take that sign off our car. God is my co-pilot. If he's your co-pilot, man, then you, you know, you, you're not telling too much about my God. See, God is your pilot. Because he knows how to get you there safety. See, if you pilot, you're going to wreck this and wreck that, crash this and crash other people. Come on now. Viewing situation with an eternal perspective, Jesus himself said that in this world, we will face affliction. But in the same voice, he reminded us that he had already overcame them. How is your perspective right now? What do you see? Do you only see the difficult situation or do you see an opportunity for us as a people of faith? If there is uh, people of faith, if there is air in your lungs, it's because you have been positioned 
in this world to live with the purpose and on purpose. Hallelujah. Lord, if you are willing, the leper said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. We must firmly believe Christ's ability and sufficiency to cleanse us. Lord, thou can make me clean. Though I be full of leprosy, no doubt it's to be made of the merit and grace of Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Glory. When Christ visited this leper, I'm going to use you, Mr. Entertainment, this Two weeks ago, Minister Haman talked about the woman uh, with the issue of blood. He said how she was low. Come on now. How she was low. He said, they say when you go, they go high, they go low, you go high. Minister Haman said, no, when they go high, you go low. But here was Christ who visited the leprous world, unasked, unsought, and to, he showed how low he could stoop to do good. You see, Christ got low here. He got low here to the leper where he touched them. He got low. You understand what I see? You're not hearing me. See, Christ will, will come down and he will get low with you in your infirmities, in your sickness, and he will touch you. You see, when Christ laid his hand, see, that was unclean. So Christ stooped low when he touched them. But see, there's nothing, there's nothing problem for Christ. You see, when he got low, mean he was high. Come on now. He showed what we're supposed to do. He showed what we're supposed to do. When somebody's in trouble, somebody in a problem, that we to get low with them. We used to uh, carry one another's burdens and we used to get with them and, and we used to pray with them and, and we and we go the extra mile with them. See, Christ went the extra mile with this leper. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is it. Hey, I'm coming. I'm coming. But I'm going to finish. What, may, what we may expect from Christ if we just apply ourselves to him. Then he put his hands and touched him. Christ took notice and knowledge of this situation. He said, I am willing to be cleansed. We find him very compassionate and ready to relieve us. He said, I will never, I will. He said, I will. Never doubt of that. Whosoever comes to me to be healed, I will in no wise cast him out. He is as willing to cleanse the leprous soul as they can be cleansed. One word, one touch, from Christ did the business. Immediately, the leper departed from him. See, he's able to clean whatever our situation is. Immediately. The Bible the word said that he immediately, immediately, he cleansed it. Immediately. That's because the leopard said, this was my shot here. I'm about to die because I'm full-blown, full of leprosy, full-blown. The last stage, I'm about to die here. But I see life. I see the living bread. I see the Holy Lamb coming by. I see the healer. Sometimes someone will try to stop you and, 
to get there. Sometimes people will isolate you and try to excommunicate you, even excommunicate you. But they would talk about you and loaf you and look down on you. And this leper, all the things was happening to him. Minister Haman, he could have crawled up in the corner and died because nobody cared. Nobody wanted to, but he saw his chance. He saw his shot and he took it. But I can't help wonder when Christ healed him and cleansed him, you know, something on the inside working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. I can't help but wonder that that leper, see, when Christ do something for you, you just can't keep it to yourself. I can't help but wonder if that leper went back into that certain city with a new uh, stag, a new walk. And somebody said, Don't, this guy look familiar. But see, stunned coming in and saying, unclean. Came in and said, clean, 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 clean. Clean, for if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, he is clean. See, I was that leper, Minister Haman. I was that leper. I had leprosy. I had corona. But the Lord healed me, and I can't keep it to myself. Woo! I can see that leper right now because I see myself. When the Lord saved me, pulled me out of the pit, put new breath into me, took me out of the hospital, took the oxygen tank off, and became my oxygen tank, that I had a different walk. Because my God is awesome. My God is bad. See, I didn't let my situation cloud my perspective on him. I didn't let my situation, uh, come on now, my situation uh, 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 determine my worship. I didn't let, not allow my situation change my confession of who he is. He is Lord. Bottom line, I may not be all of that, but he's all of that. And every day I need some cleansing. Every day I confess, forgive me. I get down on my face last night. I said, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lord. Forgive me. Forgive me. I thank God for forgiving me. And I stand here that you are there today. And you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. And you're watching this. And you wonder that you're in a rock and a hard place. Things are breaking loose. Here's your opportunity to know him. Here's your opportunity to say, Lord, help me. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that he came down in the flesh and died for us and rose on the third day and sitting at the right hand of the Father, then we are saved. If I put your hand on and just say, Lord, I confess, I believe, come into my heart. 
And I'm talking to the lepers, the other lepers, the spiritual lepers, with your spiritual filthiness. You're saved, but you're backsliding. Come. Jesus said, I'm not going to turn you away, but I can cleanse you from your filthiness. I can complain, cleanse you from whatever your leprosy is. Whatever your coronavirus is, I can, I can, I can, I can, I'm the one who can cleanse you. But you must confess. And that's what all those say, confess. Ask God to forgive you and wash you. Hallelujah. And to those who need prayer for whatever situation you're in, your situation is not bigger than your circumstances. It may look like it, but you get down on your face, you see that God is bigger than your situation. If he did it once, he'll do it again. So I'm going to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we bless you. We thank you for the leopard, oh God. We thank you for his unwavering, unshakable faith, his, his not letting nothing stop his, uh, who, his worship or his perspective or his confession of who you are. We thank you, oh God, for we ourselves were once that leopard. But Lord, we confess that we still need spiritual cleanliness. For every now and then we get dirty, oh God. And, and Lord God, it's not us, but the sin that lives within us, oh God. But we know, oh God, that as we put our eyes and, and fix our thoughts on you, that you are able. So we turn it all over to you today, oh God. We place it at your feet. And we will not leave the same way we came, oh God. I pray for those, oh God, who committed their lives to you, oh God. Who say, yes, Lord. Put my name in the Lamb Book of Life. I pray for those who's going through right now. That, Lord, that you will open doors and straighten roads. You will provide financially. You will heal their body. You will help them, oh God. In the name of Christ Jesus, Father. I pray for them right now. And I thank you, Lord. And I bless you in Jesus' name. One more. I forgot. I just got to do this. I want to give a shout-out to my little brother. He's bigger than me, but he's my little brother. I'm over there. Brandon Benson. Happy birthday, young man. Happy birthday. And may you enjoy this day because God got a special plan for you. Stay with your eyes and look on him and watch what happens. Hallelujah. Now, if you pray no prayer, then you can get in touch on our website or our phone number and, and, and call in. We want to continue to talk to you. We want to continue to minister to you. We're not just going to love you and leave you. We're going to love you and love you some more. We're going to stay with you. We're going to become part of the family. You might want to kick us out, but we're going to get part of the family. Hallelujah. We thank you. I am clean. I am clean.